All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 235 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. And if you're a member on that site, you will notice a new subform. Go and have a little peek in there. You might find it interesting. Only for members only. Lurkers, sorry, you're shit out of luck. Uh, what else? The tour. Um, it's doomed. Absolutely doomed. We've got the box scores now for the first eight shows, 12 in total. Just give you a quick stats here. End of the end of the world. Uh, end of the road. It's <laughs> the world tour. Has sold uh, 136,000 of 143,000 available tickets. And again, this is not always when they do the stats for the sellout. These are coming from trade publications. These aren't eyeballs or someone said, well, it was more packed than that. Sorry. I'm sure uh, you're a really trustworthy human being, but I'm going to take the official stats from the trade publication rather than your eyeball counts. Um, and again, maximum capacity for a venue is different than what is put on sale. It does not take into account a whole multitude of factors. One is staging, the amount of seats that are lost to the production. Two, comp tickets, and there seem to be quite a lot of them. Um, tickets that go to the venue. So numbers are numbers. They're, they're, they're just a ballpark for how did KISS do in this market pre, uh, versus their previous appearance there, or how did they do compared with your expectations? Well, at 94%, well, 95% if we round up, uh, of sold, sold out. Um, many of these are sold out. 15 million gross off those 12 dates. Average ticket price of 113 bucks. Average attendance of uh, 11,300 per show. I would say Kiss is doing well. Um, and yes, they have obviously played a farewell card, which no doubt helps. But come on, it's also a damn good show. And I think there's been a lot of positive word of mouth, even without Ace rejoining the band. So sorry, Ace. Um, <laughs> other news. Very cool video up on Facebook today. Richie Scarlett and Todd Howarth rehearsing together for the first time working out guitar for what they're going to be doing as return of the comet and i was thrilled they did a little bit of calling to you um shot full of rock and you know thinking of what went wrong with a, another kiss guitarist comeback rehearsing is really an incredible thing because they were working on their craft mm. And they weren't afraid to put it up on YouTube for people to see. And it was clear that these two guys, who I can't wait to see how they work live together, were actually having some fun. And Richie looked good. Todd sounded fantastic. And both were playing well. And their styles contrast very well on guitar. And that's going to be really cool to see. So check that out. Return to the comment on Facebook. Um, I hope you by now you can get to there from their website as well. Finally, in the news... For this episode paul stanley has put out a little blurb for his new book which is of course backstage pass which is coming out on april the 30th available for pre-order on amazon and probably anywhere else and i know it's shocking someone else is putting out a kiss book other than me um and his, his little quote here is, one thing I found is that I can't change other people. So this book isn't about me changing you. This is about you changing you. And if you want to change, mm -hmm. you can. 
Hmm. Oh boy. So that's pure Paul yeah. Stanley. So yeah. I bet it's got a recipe that includes kale or Brussels sprouts in it. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I pre-ordered and you know, I'm just call me sheep, but uh, Daniel, how have you been? It's been so long since we saw you last and we finally had the opportunity to get you back on the show. So what's your kind of take on everything that you've been watching from afar? Um, you know, end of the road, vinyl, whatnot. What's been on your mind lately? Well, uh, the tour seems to be kind of fantastic. I mean, the production and so on. I've been trying to stay away from watching too many clips because I, I want to go in kind of fresh to the <laughs> concerts and, and see it for the first time. Uh, but I haven't managed to stay away completely, so I've seen some stuff and it, it looks great. Uh, and I'm surprised that they put that much into the show. I, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> because it's such, such a big improvement. Uh, I think it's great. And um, talking about numbers, they're selling out left and right, or at least moving a lot of tickets. And that's always fun for a Kiss fantasy. However, that has been the case previously as well at the start of tours. And maybe they've been talking about uh, touring for a few years. I don't see them doing these kind of figures for that amount of time. So we'll see what happens uh, a year or a year and a half into the tour if, if they have to bring in Ace or do something to, to improve ticket sales. But for now, it looks great. And uh, I have to wait until June before I, 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 I'll see them. But That actually is a very good point. One, And uh, I do apologize for not introducing everyone. I was so excited to get to the news. Of course, uh, we got Daniel, Wheeze, yeah. 69th Blizzard, Ken, and Marcus Almighty on the show today. But uh, Mark and Ken, and Ken, I'll go to you first. Do you think this is sustainable, or do you, you know, do you think the tour will probably follow the model of previous tours and have a good, pretty good first run and then pitfall? And you're muted. Go ahead, Ken. You're still muted. You're muted, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> why um I'm hey sorry. well hopefully our videos work i didn't want to make a bunch of noise but anyway yeah yeah i think it's going to go the kind of the way that it went when they did the like the lost cities uh tour um i i think it you know they'll hit their main areas um they'll go the rest of the world and maybe they'll come back try or attempt to see if tickets are going to sell or sell uh in another you know u.s leg after you know the world europe and, and japan um i i just don't think it's gonna you know do it'll be sell maybe half as many tickets uh that's what i'm thinking um i think unless they find some certain spots that where they have really excluded from this round here which they haven't really you know excluded <laughs> a lot of uh, locations but maybe there's some out there locations that they haven't been to in a while so yeah i think it's it's not gonna i don't think it'll go beyond a couple of years i don't think it's gonna go to that three-year period 
That's just my opinion. Not without very long breaks in between legs and downtimes and who knows. That's a possibility. You know, especially if they do a DVD kind of in between major segments. um, Right. You know, one would would expect they could drag it out. But then again, does Gene want to be doing that at 71 on stage or 72? Yeah. You know, same same with the sure. rest. Mark, what's your take? And this will lead us into kind of the first question uh, that we want to talk about today. Okay, well, um, yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Daniel and with Ken that I think that right now, you know, the fires are hot. Everybody's excited. They're seeing these videos and everyone's like hot to trot and ready to go and see this stuff. So, but you know how it is. Once you made that first cycle and, you know, things start dying down and then maybe there's some new tour that gets hyped out coming that's you know going to be touring as well in the summertime that maybe will get people's attention so the numbers might change i i think right now they're going to do really well and they should capitalize on that and try to get as much coin out of it as possible and then uh you know because it will it will dwindle it's just it has nothing to do with the fact that it's kiss i just think it has to do with the fact that just that's how people are when somebody gets exposed to somebody for a that long a period They'll go there one time, and it's just whether or not people want to have repeat shows or not. Yeah. yeah. Also, people 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 forget that that uh, a live worldwide tour back in you know the reunion tour by May of '97 they moved like 4,000 tickets to some shows. I mean, it was, uh, and that's supposed to be the biggest tour of all time for Kiss. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this one's going to do more financially for them because of the higher tickets. Mm. How much, yeah. uh, pardon me, how much they get out of that, you know, is all a point of conjecture because they've got their guarantees, how much percentage on top or whatever, you know. But it also looks like a very expensive show to keep on the road because there are a lot of moving parts. Look at the complexity as illustrated by Keith's excellent, you know, kind of uh, setup video from Vancouver. There is a horrendous amount, you know, what was it, eight semi-trucks? You know, mm-hmm. that, that that's a lot of cost. That's a lot of body. That's manpower is, you know, a lot of money, as is. The Hope, te- hopefully, hopefully they won't do it as they've done previous years, that they start to take away stuff from the show. So, well, they already have technically. They already have. OK, so so. By the time I see them, it's just the same old Kiss show once again. It'll be back to, back to a wall of amps, you <laughs> yeah. know, just like the last 20 years. Uh, yes, maybe, I, I we'll see. Maybe with a plant pot on top of them. See, it's, it's completely different. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just go back to that quick comment I made about our video. Last week's show is not getting enough views. And I'm I'm really rather disappointed. Yeah, we had technical issues with the video, but it really is a very good interview that Alex Bagboy yeah. and Lonnie did with Tom German, uh, who, of course, was responsible for the design of the End of the Road tour book, which is the whole reason that he was invited to talk about his career. But he's done a hell of a lot of KISS pro- uh, projects, projects and product going back to 2001 in the box set. And a lot mm-hmm. of it is touched on within, you know, an interview. I mean, he could easily be a five hour interview to talk about everything thing that he's done and all the other art that he's been involved with very nice guy very fascinating interview so even though there's no video do check it out because you know effort did go into it i think it's uh got worthy information there are actually a few gems in there that uh 
my ears perked up when I heard. Um, so good job, Alex yeah. and Lonnie, for doing that. It's always nice that the rest of the team can fly without me. Um, so going back to the, the topic at hand, Gene's on record as saying he thinks this is a $200 million grossing tour. Now, is that Gene speak, or do you think that's possible? Let's go back to my numbers, and we've got a you know cumulative gross of over well, 15 and a half million off 12 box scores of 21 shows already done so you know with big markets like chicago um well i guess that's the mm. biggest market out of the rest of the dates i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they're well over two uh 20 million by this point uh you know last night sioux falls that i would expect to be 600,000 range uh gross just because of the size of the venue and whatnot but you know, 20 million off basically, you know, 20 dates. Do you think it's just hyperbole, you know, exaggeration, or do you think it's possible off this tour before the drop happens? What's what's kind of your gut feeling, Mark? Well, I mean, the one thing I'm curious about mm. is that uh, I was listening to another podcast, our esteemed friend, and also part-time KISS FAQer Andrew Scambati, who did the KISS My Collectibles podcast, he mentioned something that I thought was very interesting and that I'm curious about is that did Live Nation, who I think is doing this, right, give KISS an advance already on the total of the tour? He's saying that he believes that they got already a set amount, something like $200 million already, and that everything that they're making now from the show is they're just basically recouping back to Live Nation. So it doesn't matter now whatever happens. They've already gotten their money, and Live Nation's just making back off of their shows now. So even if they make a killing on merch, it's all going back to Live Nation now to pay back the advance that Paul and Gene got for the for the tour. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, because I'm not you know obviously privy to this information or not, but... If that's the case, then Gene has every reason to say it's a 200 million tour because maybe they already have it, right? But if it isn't and they're making it off of uh, the shows as they go, it's it's possible. I mean, there were times on the Alive 70, uh, 95 tour that we were talking about before, uh, 96 there, sorry, that uh, they made a killing on some shows on merch. Like I think they said somewhere in Japan or something, they made like a million bucks on one show in merchandise. So... I mean, if they have nights like that on dates down the road, like maybe in Europe or maybe in Japan or in Australia or something like that, where they make an extra killing, maybe it's possible they can make those numbers. But, you know, that's a high number. I mean, they got to be making some good, you know, attended shows to do that. So but that's what I'm curious about, whether or not they've already gotten this money and he said that or are they working toward that? $50 $50 t-shirts gets you a million in merch very quickly. Come on. Yeah. Ken, what's your... Vo- yeah. your, your... Um, the... Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at the poster. Uh, poster. It's, there, there's 70 shows right there listed uh, listed out. Um, and if you just say a million average or whatever, that's 70 million. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... What Mark said about Andrew, you know, comment about the uh, maybe they got some upfront money that kind of fits the Kiss model, <laughs> um, since Kiss likes to you know get the money upfront, um, be paid because they don't want to put the money into it. Um, 
But, you know, I, I don't know. I, they make a lot, like you said, they make a ton of money off of merchandising and the other things out there, you know, like the T-shirts and the tour books and so on. So um, I could see it getting around, you know, close to 200. I don't think it's too far off either way. Yeah, I think if Kiss got paid two hundred million, I don't see actually I don't see Kiss getting paid two hundred million up front whatsoever. <laughs> not in two thousand and nineteen. Not when you go into um an industry um entity like Polestar and look at their box office averages, no way mm-hmm. would anyone be paying them uh two hundred million on the strength of their previous twenty years touring activities. It just isn't there. Now mm-hmm. if they did get money up front yeah, fine. They, they probably got guarantees for every show. That's the same. Promoters. But, but yeah. if, if mm-hmm. let, let's just say, for instance, that Gene did get a check for two hundred million from Live Nation, well, that's not tour gross anyway. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I think we'll have a better idea of well, at least how the tour looks um, by the end of this first what forty six dates in the U S. That should be over fifty million, I would expect. Um, then we'll know. Then we'll see how they do in Europe. That's going to be a big thing because those are going to be very big markets. I mean, look at some of the dates that they have scheduled there. Those are 30,000, 50,000 mm-hmm. or, or greater. I mean, Daniel, if you right. look, if you look at tour dates for the summer and where you're going to see them, you know, what sort of crowds are, would you anticipate seeing? Uh, there will be big crowds, but actually here in Scandinavia, they play mostly uh, um, uh, festivals. So you can't really count it the same way. People go to see other bands. I think uh, I'm attending a show in Norway where I think Def Leppard is playing the, the night before Kiss, and then Kiss is playing. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... so uh, but the, they always do well over here. Uh Ever since the reunion, they've, they've done well on every tour, so uh, no worries there. But what I'm th- thinking about when Gene talks economics, you, you can't take him seriously anymore. I mean, you said, I mean, can anyone take him seriously? <laughs> no, you can't. Agreed. Uh, he, so uh, he just says a number that he feels like saying. But what I'm more curious about, I don't know if they will make 20 million or, or, or not, but... Uh, what I'm curious about is how is he going to make money after the tour? I mean, that's the end of the way he's been making money for all of his life. What will he do after that? I mean, it, he can't spend money like he's done before. He, he has to do, come up with something new and he can't bring out the band on tour to bring in the money. Uh, it will be kind of, I'm very curious to see what he, he comes up with because he's, he's full of ideas. Most of them are pretty bad, but he has one or two gems. Yeah, he's full of ideas, but I think what the brilliance of Gene is, and and Kiss has been, is spending other people's money on all these ideas that have failed miserably. They've generally had upfront payments. So, you know, the documentary that never came, they got paid. They didn't care if it succeeded or failed as long as the check had cashed. And it's been the same throughout their careers with so many other things at least in the in the year since the you know the original reunion because obviously before that they were pretty much uh fighting to survive so 
I, I don't see Gene ever suffering or having to watch his pennies any more than he already does, because I, I don't doubt for a moment he's been very careful with his money. And, you know, that's the money that matters the most to him is his money and other people's. Yeah. <laughs> But he's also so he's in love with making money. I think that's his big thing. Yeah. He loves to make money. If he has 100 million or 1 million, it's still the same drive to make money. So I don't think his brain will stop coming up with crazy ideas. But without the vehicle that the Kiss Touring is, it will be hard for him to, to, to make it. But, but I'm sure he will come up with some strange and crazy ideas. And uh, I'm all for it. I bet he did very well out of Family Jewels. Yeah. S syndication, and I mean, oh, yeah. it went over a hundred episodes, <clears throat> box sets, all of that. I'm I'm sure he did terribly on his Gene Simmons band shows. Um, <laughs> other than it was paid for by mm -hmm. you know most of it was done in conjunction with some of the what was I don't remember the specific name of the the comic fest or whatever wizard wizard great shows yeah so most yeah. of those were in conjunction and i'm also sure that he's got very good tax lawyers and accountants and mm. they're they're great yeah. at turning losses into wins and doing <laughs> doing everything within mm. what the law allows you to do in the united states so uh, again, with him, I'm I'm not surprised. He, I, he'll probably slap hmm. his uh, name on anything. And same with Paul. You know, as Kiss continues after the fact, you will continue hmm. to see Kiss toilet paper, Kiss fluff pillows, whatever. Kiss juicer machines, Paul Stanley edition. Well, I, I mean, Paul's opening up a whole new world for him to exploit on his own outside, and he's already started to do so with his jewelry, whether or not that's tied into the core KISS catalog or is separate. I mean, I just don't even want to get into their business because it, it's probably so complex that it's not worth trying to understand. But, you know, if Paul's starting now to look to himself as a lifestyle coach, you know, God. Well, hopefully it doesn't involve throat training. Yeah, so let's just do one more of these quick questions about the, you know, the current kind of uh, the 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 tour, and I guess it only really applies to Ken and me, but maybe Daniel and Mark from what you've seen on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Are you still excited and want to see Kiss again after seeing Kiss live one or more times already? Ken, you've seen them one time already, so are you still excited? Oh, I'm very excited. I mean, if I could, I'd go, you know, <laughs> to the next show in some other city, but I, could, I just can't do that. Um, uh, but you know, I'm I'm excited for the other show down the road in in uh, September. So, yeah, all the show in Sacramento. I thought, man, I'm glad I got other tickets. Uh, that you know that I got the other shows tickets because you know I thought it was a great show. I thought I had a great time. And, uh, you know, if, if this is the last tour, I, I, I'm going to try to, you know, see them at least one or more times. So it was great. It was worth it. Um, so I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm just sorry that maybe I'm not going to more <laughs> than, than two. Um, I know, Julian, you, I, you're going to more than me. So what are your thoughts on that? Yes. I am, and, and it, it's, yeah. it's been the case. Yeah, I had the buzz of Vancouver, but I was as, as excited for the following week um, because, mm -hmm. again, 
I didn't. I went in and I didn't care that it was probably going to be the identical set list and show that I'd seen previously, and there are a couple of very minor differences uh, for Sacramento. And then for L.A., I, again, I didn't care. I went in knew, knowing what the set list was. I didn't even bother cashing it to follow along uh, to see if there were any changes. Mm-hmm. I, it just didn't matter. So, yeah, I was excited. And then I'm excited for Madison Square Garden, which is coming up. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then, uh, of course, the uh, the one that will go to in Oakland. So, yeah, the excitement remains the same, even though the show is not really changing much. I mean, now there is a different song in the set and something's been, you know, some uh, dynamics have changed. Sammy's got gas and all of that. But so there, there, there are kind of new things to focus on and watch. So yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait. Daniel. Well, since this is the last tour, I think every kiss fan would like to attend as many shows as possible. I mean, uh, this is it. Even if Kiss, even if Ken said, if this is the final tour, I heard you say that. Just, uh, I think it's. There's no way there can be any more tours after this one. So, uh, I think true Kiss fans would like to attend as many shows as possible, just because it's the final chance to see them, and uh, they're still delivering, even though with some magic. Even though they use some magic to, to make it sound good, I, I think the consensus is that the fans understand why they do that, and they have accepted it to a great deal. The most most Kiss fans seem to sort of accept it because there's no way around it. I mean, we don't want to see Paul up there like a horse. Uh, I don't know. Crow or, or magpie or raven or something. Uh, we we want to be able to hear what song he's singing and not having uh, to be forced to guess. So so uh, I think in hindsight, I think it was a good decision actually to to, to use some magic. I, I never thought I would say that, but <laughs> for what I've seen, I mean, yeah, it works. It's not too obvious either. I think one of the things that I've noticed on the board is that some of the biggest critics of what's going on are some of the same people who were really horrendous about Paul's state of his voice. You know, so they picked mm-hmm. him apart when he sounded bad, and now they're doing something to assuage <laughs> that. They're picking him apart for doing something yeah. to fix that when what's broken can't be fixed. Obviously, I still think Paul's singing enough of it that the again the Millie Vanilli thing is just bullshit. That's just semantics, and yeah, they're punching in things here and there. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, maybe a little bit more than here than there, but there it's not wholesale. <laughs> So, I mean, look at how, how many times Gene's still fucking up. The, the whole show isn't taped. Oh, well, yeah. So, uh, Mark. The lyrics uh, the other day. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few. Okay. Let me start with saying, yes, I'm excited to go and see them. Um, mm-hmm. Now, originally I was going to go to March 20th. That got switched. I'm going to be going now to August 17th to see them instead. Um, mm-hmm. Because something has come up family-wise in the coming weeks that prevent me from going but i'm lucky they have another toronto show later in the year so i'll be going um the musician part of me which 
is like that little devil on the shoulder every once in a while is still chirping in my ear about the whole, you know, how dare they use tapes? They swore they would never do it kind of bit. But like most people, I've kind of accepted it because of the same reason that you said. Do I want to go to a good show and be entertained? Or do I want to go there and keep putting my face in my hand and going, oh, my God, listen to how he sounds. You know, I don't want to have to go through a whole show like that. So I'd rather that they use the stuff and have a great show. I mean, the show was fantastic. I've seen quite a few clips of it and it's great. The, you know, the effects are really good. The solo pieces are really good. How they do it now with Gene on those platforms and stuff. Like that. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, they really pushed up the ante on their live show and with good reason because lots of Kiss fans, especially the hardcore ones, were getting fed up with the same stage show. So they finally listened to their fans and did a really nice new kind of stage show. Now, I'm not going to go on about this stuff because, I mean, we've already talked ad nauseum about this, but there, you know, there was a really good video online with a guy who used Pro Tools to show that mm. Detroit Rock City yeah. is a complete lip sync act, Milli Vanilli style, because it's the exact same phrasing and wording and everything down to the letter on five shows in a row that he showed. And you can do it with Pro Tools. You can show that. The one thing that I'm alarmed with, and I and this part of me does not want to accept this at all. And please tell me I'm incorrect in this because I swear I saw this on a clip. But there was a part in Detroit Rock City where they zoomed in on Gene. And you know that bass part in the verse, the do, 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 right? They zoomed in on him and he was like licking his bass like this. And his hand was in one position and didn't even switch notes. And you heard the bass lick, diddle, do, do, and his hand didn't even move. I'm like, uh oh. It looks like there's some bass trickery going on in spots too. I don't want to believe that because I'd like to believe that Gene is an excellent enough bass player to not have to resort to that. But there was a clip online and I caught it. Now, I don't know. Maybe they put in some stock footage from earlier in the show and flew it in on the screen. I don't know. I I want to not believe that. So I'll just leave it at that. You know, we know what we know what Paul Paul's situation and, and I understand that. I wouldn't understand if they did that though. But you know, don't 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 quote me on that. Like I guess I just saw one clip where I saw that and if that's true, then I'd be very disappointed. But I mean, but, I mean, if you see bands from the 70s, you have to take out Steven Tyler and a few other guys. I mean, they can't bring it like they did. And I think Kiss, compared to a lot of other bands, still looks good and, and brings a good show. And I think they have, you know, kept at least parts of their unique uh, show. And uh, I mean... Uh, Compared to 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 the other 70s band, I'd I'd put Kiss pretty high up, even though I have to be honest, they are nowhere near as good as they were when I got into the, to the band. No way. I mean, it's not. If you just compare Paul with Paul 15 years back or 20 years back, it's not it's not the same guy on stage. But a bad Kiss show or a a Kiss show from this era. I have a lot more fun on that show than almost any other show from 70s band. I mean, it's still so entertaining. Oh, I, and I think that's, I agree. A, that's a big aspect, a big aspect of, 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 of Kiss. You know, the show has always been a big part of it. So 
using some trickery and magic, they have to do it. There's just no way around mm-hmm. it, I think. But 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 I, I don't see why they would, you know, have Gene's bass yeah, part well, pre-recorded. Yeah, I can. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm thinking is, to Mark's point, a little bit is, is I think there may be more stuff going on on Paul's songs where he sings the you know lead vocals. There may be some more things going. On. If that's true, that he didn't play his bit. I mean, I, I was watching him play bass when I went to the show. I mean, I, I watched closely mm-hmm. on Gene, and he was. At least when I was watching him closely, he was playing it, you know, like a hundred thousand years, which is oh yeah, great bla- bass playing. Ah, but uh, you know, there may be more trickery, as you can say it, or like Jonah says, you know, the uh, sonic lube, um, which is going to be sold in these little tubes when at the Rock and Pod Festival. <laughs> uh, sonic lube by. <laughs> It'll go well with the Cobras and Fire Jerk Socks since Sonic there, there, you go, there you go. So, you know, I'm just thinking it's it's more stuff going on, more on the when Paul has lead vocals. That's just my opinion. I I can't tell you. Um, you may be right that something may have been going on in there. That's a Paul song. You know, he's mm. he's lead singer of that song, so there may be more to it. I don't know. Well, someone actually suggested to me yesterday that something nefarious is going on during a hundred thousand years and the drum solo, nah. the drum solo. Oh, the drum solo. Yeah. And, uh, recommended that people take a closer look at everything that's going on in that. Um, but to, <laughs> wow. to, to which point look then at the videos and let me go rock and roll uh, in the jam section at the end, when Gene does some right. serious bass riffing, um, He's that's playing true. all that, and that's very similar in terms of dynamic to that same part that you, Mark's talking about in Detroit Rock City, the stuff that he's doing on the board then. So, you know what? I don't want to spend this tour analyzing um, oh, I don't either. 4K video. Well, it's, so we can't call it shit YouTube video because most of it's 4K <laughs> or HD. I just don't... I don't want to say I don't care. Someone called me out for that when I said it in an episode before. I do care. But I also think that Kiss has never been the most honest of bands anyway in a lot of the things that they've done. So sort of to think that they would come out and have to uh, have a press conference and say, you know, fall on their swords and explain it to people is just unrealistic. Uh, I mean... This is Kiss. It's not life or death. This this is the band that is literally the guy behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. And you exactly. think all of a sudden they're going to admit to any of it? No. I, I, I've given people that task. If they really want to waste their time analyzing the drum solo and comparing it to uh, certain other drummers' drum solos then go for it. You know, If you want to rip apart song by song and you get enjoyment out of that, I... I, I Excuse me. I I just don't think it can be presented as definitive. Even that engineer who did that very impressive presentation with those five versions actually flipping between them, and it was absolutely seamless. So, you know, that was very good video production in the very least. Um, But obviously the the tracks did flow. But if you're going to say that musicians can't be consistent after 45 years of doing the same damn song that that's also something that i question you know and now at least the vocals they are mixing it up so if it's all yeah, tape well, why would they why would be, they be taping fucked up gene lyrics 
or well, Paul okay. missing cues or Eric That's missing true. countings. If they're playing to a click track, you, they, you can imagine things getting screwed up if you miss a cue yeah. and Eric's off trying to catch up, you know, and you, you see all of these things that make it a, a performance organic. You're seeing in these videos that we're now, some people are calling as evidence of something nefarious. I call it evidence of performers actually performing, trying to fix well, fuck ups. Like, right. like I said, like I said, though, I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to believe that, that end of it, the base thing, but I mean, the, the, the whole thing with the, commented you made about how you know after 45 years they should be able to be consistent yeah they can they should be consistent but i have never seen a singer that phrases and says a, a, a phrase and sing it the same way every single night that he doesn't put one like a tone goes a bit higher maybe he phrases it a bit differently i mean to do it that consistently eight nine ten ten times in a row without notice is just scientifically not possible. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to compare myself to Kiss as far as touring, but I've played quite a lot. I've seen a lot of things. I've been involved with a lot of things on on tours, and it just doesn't happen. I mean, you you can you can perform excellent every night for years and years. Even my favorite band, Rush. I mean, Geddy Lee never sings the song exactly the same way every single night, and I saw them tons and tons of times. You know, one night he might you know go go up a go up a you know note or two on a phrase and the next night he might go back to the original way like that's the one hindrance with the using backing tracks is that it'll always sound exactly the same perfectly because you have that advantage with that right but like i said i, I don't want to talk about this all no. episode but, but the, I, i'm just trying to just put, put my Mark. point out there that's all Mark, there's just no no way around it. I mean, yeah. Paul's 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 oh, voice was gone. Yeah. So they had to do something, and they did it, and it's it's yeah. it's working for what it is. And, and I want it, and I'd want so. them to do that because I want to go to a show and say, yeah, this sounds awesome, and I love it. Because let's face it, as another point that people brought up, the diehard Kiss fans make up a small amount of the audience going to right. these shows now. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people that are going to these shows are, couldn't care less. Even if we go up to them and tell them that that's happening, they'd be like, I don't care. You know, as long as I have my beers and I got my shirt and everything, and then I have a great time, that's all I care about. And great. So they're yeah. they're gonna have a 200 million grossing show. People are gonna be, you know, content with how it is, and that's great. You know, because I don't want to go in there and having that on the on my mind all the time. Believe me, I don't. I want to keep, you know, getting rid of that idiot on my shoulder who keeps yelling in my ear, telling me that I'm talking about my little musician mark that sits here you know and it's not like paul didn't try i mean he yeah. croaked he croaked through three four <laughs> five tours you know before <laughs> finally <laughs> understanding that you know i can't do this no more so i mean yeah. it was time for that yeah yeah, yeah i you know i don't want the end of the road tour to turn into an episode of ghost hunters diehard kiss fans are showing up with their gear to, uh, <laughs> pointing at the stage china i mean that would just be even more pathetic than it all is which uh you know just before we move on to something before we talk about the end of the road more uh mark how's your dog doing oh she's she's doing good um <clears throat> in case you didn't catch it uh daniel um <clears throat> my dog uh she she got her uh foot injured like her nail got ripped right off 
the pad, the pad. It was like it was bad. Like she was yelping every time she walked, and luckily I was able to get her into the into the vet, and they bandaged her up, and uh, they removed the nail. That was quite a sound to hear in the veterinarian office when they removed it. It was like wow, like I couldn't believe that sound came out of her. But you know she's on anti antibiotics and stuff, and she's doing really good now. She's running around chasing squirrels again in the backyard, so it's all good. Yep, they bounce back quickly. That's good to hear. Okay, let's move on to uh, some toys, and uh, these mm. are the dolls that Andrew loves: uh, the new Mego End of the Road and Dress to Kill ones. Um, and I guarantee you this: not one of those products will end up in my apartment ever. If you send me one, I'm going to leave it out on the street for someone to not steal. It'll probably still be there a week later because the dress to kill ones look like they're melted wax figures. Um, and they're ugly. They're terrible. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have zero interest in them. Ken, you buy merch. Uh, you're going to drop coin on those. Yeah, I may mean, have some of the other company, you know, the, the, uh, toys with a figure toy company or whatever um yeah i don't know that it just looks so funky i mean the the i know the end of the road one for gene simmons the 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 costume looks like it just doesn't look like anything like the costume of <laughs> it just looks strange it's the same you know it's the same it's you know plastic head plastic hair and uh, on each of them uh maybe the paul stanley looks a little bit better on this one than the than the original love gun that they did but what i don't understand why they don't put out the uh yeah there's the, they don't put out the um other one what's the other one um that's the figure toy company one though isn't it that one that mark's showing you're, you're, um, but you're, Amigo, you're talking to the wrong guy this is a kiss my collectibles topic not a kiss FAQ yeah, gas uh, one. yeah i don't so, know nothing that about one's this a stuff. figures toy company yeah figures, figures toy company does a good job on on the figures i mean i have a dynasty one and the whatnot but uh yeah these things are just not very good and, and they're not representing eric singer or tommy thayer at all and uh paul so I don't know what's going on there. So, uh, yeah. That's something else completely. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if anyone has a problem with the cover get... of my book now, you better not have bought those dolls. All right. I'm, I'm not going to get them. No. I like the I like the the dolls that McFarlane Toys released. Oh, those, I think, are, you know, those, those looked fantastic. I didn't buy more. I think I bought the Paul one. But uh, I'm not that much into dolls never has been but but i actually bought a doll last week and it was it was boba yeah. fett 1980 i think that's a cool doll yeah you have some that gene one it looks pretty good yeah that's yeah it's like a statue so that's a little different but uh, alive yeah kind of cool don't be pointing his schmackle at us <laughs> 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 no, the the only thing I have in in, in here is uh, L.A. Kiss Eric Singer bobblehead that I yeah. stole off the table of the vault experience. So, you know, that, that's all I've got. I have an Eric Eric Carl. I like as well. these. Oh yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, those were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, those, yeah. Yeah. I just don't have room I, for any of that stuff. So, I mean, I got mine as Christmas presents. I didn't go out and buy them myself, but. I mean, people know about my love of Kiss, so every once in a while on a Christmas, I would get 
something like this. Um, I've always wasn't a person who collected those kind of things. Like I said, these were just mainly gifts, right? Um, but I guess if I were to get any of them, and I would never make any real effort because, like I said, it's not my thing either. I'm more into albums and collecting that, those end of it. But I guess the original Amigo dolls have a little bit of a soft spot, just mainly because I I kind of do remember seeing those as a young kid, those commercials for it. And my sister, my older sister, you know, wanting to get them. So there's a that connection to it with those ones. But other than that, you know, these were just I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I have them. I'm not going to get rid of them, but I wouldn't go out of the way to buy any of them, especially not the new ones. The new ones look weird, especially those ones that made Paul look like, you know, something off of Homer's, like from the Simpsons or something, when he looked like a really odd Homer Simpson, that one. Remember? Yeah, that's the Migo one. Oh, the new Migo, yeah. The new Migo, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. about that. Yeah, enough. (laughs) I I need one of the lipstick guy's drops now about that. All right. Uh, where are we? Okay. Top five songs to ditch, remove, and replace mm. with five others. So for those aren't who on, on the panel who aren't familiar with the set list and just want to do a list of five songs you'd love to hear them add into this tour set. I actually did this on a Twitter feed a few weeks ago. Someone just was doing like a a mm. survey and I, I I seldom respond or even log into my Twitter other than to tweet. And I was like, okay, what five would it be? And Tears Are Falling, Calling Dr. Love, which, boom, already got that. That's a success. Mm-hmm. Hotter Than Hell, Unholy, as badly as I think Tommy plays that. Uh, sorry, Tommy. And then Out of This World, because we're, I don't think we're going to hear Shock Me, and I still would love to see Tommy do mm-hmm. one of his own songs on this tour. As to the Great. five, I would love them to drop. Well, they've already dropped one of them, and it was Hide Your Heart. And, yeah. Um, Cold Gin, I wouldn't mind if they dropped because it goes on too long. That section of the show between Lick It Up, 100,000 Years, God of Thunder, Cold Gin, those are basically four 10-minute set pieces pieces on their own. And Cold Gin um, just doesn't do it for me. Lick It Up Mm. goes on too damn long. And also Heaven's on Fire. So. So, I th- I, yeah, Heavens on Fire, I'd switch for Tears Are Falling or have them rotating. You know, one wow. night Heavens on Fire, one night Tears Are Falling. They're both <clears throat> for, uh, basically from the same era. And then I think, uh, Do You Love Me? There's there's too much Destroyer in the set, so drop drop that. That's Agreed. Just, that's just a quick and casual one. Ken, what are five that you would add and five that you'd drop? Well, I wrote it based on the the uh, recent one of the recent set lists so I pulled off five of them so I would drop I would drop Beth I know but Eric can still sing because I'm going to replace it with Hard Luck Woman so that's the difference there has he Um, ever done has Eric actually ever done that or hasn't it only ever been Paul good question but I think Eric should do it Either way, um, so that's one. I was made for loving you, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just doesn't doesn't work for me. That's one of the ones that don't really doesn't work for me in concert. Um, and I would replace that with Tears Are Falling. Okay, uh, and then I would get rid of I Love It Loud. 
because mm -hmm. I'm kind of tired of that one. Um, it's been around a long time, but I think the only reason they keep it in is because of the, you know, crowd participation, the chanting part. Uh, so I would replace, pull that out and put in unholy in its place. And then for lick it up again, one that it's, it's been overdone and that extended part is also overdone. You know, it's burnt to a crisp. So I'm, I'm going to replace that with, uh, I'm replacing it with she, and which is kind of a, a you know, a deeper cut. Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of a slow, slower song, but hey, it's a great song, in my opinion. Um, and then the last one here, Do You Love Me? Out. Like Julian said, it's, there's too, too much destroyer. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to replace Do You Love Me with and, and save Paul's vocal tape or whatever you want to call it. Or it's, <laughs> I'm going to replace it with Charisma. Yeah. And have Gene do Charisma since mm -hmm. it, I think that that song went over really well. Yeah. And you know what? You have to represent Dynasty. So since I took off I Was Made For Love You, I'm putting Charisma, which should have been the first single off Dynasty, <laughs> in my opinion. So take that. I guess that's better than having uh, Tommy sing New York Groove. Mark, <laughs> which dis yeah, well, which Destroyer tracks are you removing from the set list? Oh. Well, it's it's interesting because I had almost pretty much the similar list to Ken. Um, the first song that I that I that I took off was I Was Made for Loving You. Never was too big on it, even though the reversion the revamped version of it is better. But since you know we have our assistance going on we can pretty much give paul anything to sing so i put i replace i was made with i want you i'd rather hear uh, that's that a good one. yeah right um definitely shit can do you love me get that the heck out of there you know and i replace that with a paul song that i think people would like even the regular people the diehards for sure would love it is mr speed i think it's a good song to put in for no. paul instead um I agree 130% with you, Ken. I love it loud. Get that the heck out of there. I'm so tired of hearing that song. And also what I was thinking is, what is that even doing there with them doing God of Thunder? I mean, why put, those two are almost kind of like right. doing the same thing at one certain points. You know, like they would use I will love it loud for the same thing that they used God of Thunder for, right? So I say get rid of I love it loud and replace it with Christine 16. There's a good Gene song that's uh, kind of a classic, uh, right? Uh, lick it up. I think we're all in agreement that that's outstated. It's welcome, and especially with that "Won't Get Fooled Again" bit. Like, oh man, really? I, I thought that was one thing for sure they were gonna change on this tour. Like, just put it. Even if they put a different Who song in there, you know, so why do you keep putting that one in there? Just put something else in there. God. And uh, I would say replace that with one that people have been clamoring for them to play a lot is "All Hell's Breaking Loose." Finally, play that song. Come on, you oh, know. Oh yeah. That would be a great song to do. And the last one, I wouldn't necessarily get rid of it, but like much to Julian's idea of maybe rotating a song, I would rotate Let Me Go Rock and Roll with Parasite. Mm. Very good. I like right. your list. I mean, Thank you said you. Uh, the, the Won't Get Fooled Again, and I was like, well, yeah, 
after changing it, it'd be won't get played again. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, surely they could like do a whole lot of love in the. Oh no, maybe not. All right, Daniel. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, well. As I've as I've said, I, I've been trying to stay away from the set list, but well, now I know every song. Now we've ruined <laughs> it completely yeah, for you. <laughs> ruined it completely. But I can imagine that I've seen some of it, but but not all. But um, I would, if Tears Are Falling isn't on there, I would surely put that into the show. And since Paul is getting his assistance, I'd actually pick Creatures of the Night. They aren't playing that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Creatures yeah. of the Night. Man, that's a good one with Eric Singer on the drums. But I'm not sure how it would work with Paul, but with some help, maybe. It was fantastic, I think it's a fantastic in, in 2014, yeah. Kiss Rocks Vegas. Yeah. I, I thought they did very yeah. well with it. So I would love to hear that one because I don't think I've heard it live ever. And, uh, of course, I would could pick more non-makeup songs, but they would not play them. Maybe All Hell's Breaking Loose, as you said. Maybe that one. Or I, I really like King of the Mountain more, but that would be almost mm. too obvious uh, to have a track uh, for Paul on that one. So I don't think it would work. It's such a hard song for him to sing. He's not even near. Uh, as for Gene songs, Charisma is a good pick. I loved it when he played it with his solo band. And as you mm-hmm. said, it, at least here in Sweden, it went over really well. Uh, and I always have had a soft spot for fits like a glove, but I don't know if I, <laughs> if they'll ever play that one. I think I'm the only one that likes it. I don't know why. You guys are all crazy. I like I, it. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Such a... It was fantastic when I played it at Gröna Lund. Oh my! There, you, yeah, As, you had you had your cake that day. Never yeah, again. Yeah. Nah, no. So, so I'm happy with that. So, if they don't <laughs> play that, it's okay. What I would take away is, of course, lick it up. We've been saying that for ten years. Uh, but I would also take away. Did they play a hundred thousand years? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with all the. Yes. Yeah, the drums yeah, and all yeah, that. No, and and the would, microphone, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would remove that when it take, just takes up, up, up too much time. Mm. It's a good song, but uh, uh, I wouldn't take away Cold Gin. My God, that's a good one. But uh, um, <laughs> I, did you just tell else? me? Did you just tell me off? I just told you to fuck <laughs> off. No, <laughs> no, that's that's yes. Most classic A song, even if Ace isn't in the band, I, I would love to hear that one again, one one final time. I don't know. Did, did you said they had played Hide Your Heart, or had they stopped playing Hide Your Heart? Yeah, they 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 dropped that one after. Ah, uh, they dropped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what they played, so I, I don't. <laughs> I can't really tell. But 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 I had a few more. Um, it sounded like they didn't play a lot, a lot from Rock and Roll Over. No, yeah. exactly. In, in the beginning, that was yeah. the problem that there was no song from that album in the set whatsoever. When they did drop uh, "Hide Your Heart," that's when "Calling Doctor Love" came in, okay. and, and that was what I thought was a better balance to have a song from "Rock and Roll Over" and ignore "Hide," uh, you know, ignore yeah. "Hide in the Shade." I'd, I'd the take yeah. I'd take any poor song from "Rock and Roll Over" in the set list, especially "I Want You" or "Making Love." I think those two mm. are. Yeah. Mm. Rockers and of course, do they play "I Stole Your Love"? No, no. Well, that's I've been missing uh, that yeah. one for. I think that's a good live song as well. So that's my take on it. Fantastic. And one thing I'm shocked then that no one has mentioned is "War Machine." That I, 
to me feels to be one of the biggest problems of this set um, is that it clashes in terms of kind of its whole essence compared to every other Mm -hmm. Kiss song in there that it doesn't seem to make any sense as to why it's in the set or maybe it's just song. It's yeah, it's a it's it's a good song. Maybe it's one that Gene just never forgets the lyrics to. Well, actually, originally, has. originally they used to way back. They I think they dropped God of Thunder. Yeah. For the that routine for War Machine, War Machine became the new thing. I remember that somewhere in the '80s that happened, and War Machine came in, and that was Gene's high breathing song, solo performance or whatever, and finally the you know, blood thing, yeah. And, uh, uh, well, the blood is gone in the '80s, right? Because of the no. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when right. it got to at that far, but they had dropped "God of Thunder" for a while, and then brought that, and that was kind of the Gene song "War Machine," which is fine. But now they're both in there. Yeah, uh, but they've done that so for quite a while. I don't but, remember. But you know, I, again, I I love "War Machine," even though yeah, you know they played that stupid video for many <laughs> years had, at the back end. They finally re- replaced it. Yeah. So. So uh, I, I just always love the song. It is what it is, but I mean that song works for me because I just like it. I've just always liked it much better than I love it loud. But one of my favorite shows of all time, you know, when they played South America in '94, <clears throat> they played uh, God of Thunder. I think they played War Machine and Unholy on, on all three. The same set list, I think. Uh, that's it. a yeah. And wow. that, but maybe they felt they were forced to do it because the opening bands were like Slayer, Slayer and Black <laughs> yeah. Sabbath. And, and so they picked the hardest songs they had. And yeah. I love yeah. that. That's or maybe fun. they knew that only South American audiences were bad enough to be able to enjoy that because those guys down there are absolutely insane. Only only they could handle all three. No other countries in the world could handle those. Sweden could. Sweden could. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Scandinavia could take it. You know, not just Sweden, but... uh, All right, let's get to our last part of this discussion today. And Kiss's 50th anniversary is coming up all too quickly. Depending how you want to date it, if Ace joined the band before Christmas 1972, that means December 22 is their 50th. If you want to do by first gig, 2023 is the 50th. Whatever. How should Kiss celebrate their 50th anniversary in your mind? Start with Mark. Well, I mean, on this tour, they're doing, you know, the Madison Square Garden gig and everybody's you know, kind of looking forward to that as one of the highlight moments of the tour, obviously, because being a New York band, right? Um, I'm guessing by that point, the touring will be long done as far as the end of the road goes, I would think. Um, so this is obviously something that would be celebrated after the fact. There would be no touring. So I've always kind of thought that Kiss is due for, you know, one of these, like, you know, special you know, televised performance things that they do, you know, like, and and really use that as a way to celebrate your 50th anniversary. Bring in, uh, you know, Ace for a couple songs. Bring in Peter to sing Beth on the piano or something, you know, like make like an actual one-time big event at Madison Square Garden to celebrate your 50th. Don't go out on any kind of tour. That'd be pointless, I think, you know. You know, and of course, there's going to be probably some, you know, 
a, a, some 56th version of a co- compilation album coming out for sure for their 50th anniversary, right? Um, but you know, I, I think that when you hit that kind of a milestone, you should be, you know, celebrating it properly. I mean, they missed so many of their anniversary. They didn't do a lot on the 40th, right? I mean, in the 50th, you would think that they can do something, you know, at, at MSG and you know, make it a big affair. Bring in Bruce and these guys, really celebrate your whole career. You know, and finally do a nice, proper sort of, you know, album box set thing. I mean, I've I've, I've been spoiled with my bands that I love the other ones that do these kind of things, like the King Crimsons and these other bands that do these excellent box sets. Kiss Kiss is due for that because, I mean, yeah, sure, you have your your box set there, the Kiss one that you have on the shelf there, Ken, uh, and stuff like that. But, yeah. The Kisteria and stuff like that that's oh. you have, that you have over there. Yeah. But the problem with those things is that they're missing things that the real collectors want. Where is the alternate take stuff and the demos and stuff like that and you know video footage and stuff like that? They don't give us any of that. They just repackage the same albums again and you know all of a sudden we're supposed to be just content with that. Give us something really substantial for the 50th anniversary you know i want my alternate takes i want my studio footage i want my you know mtv yeah there you go (laughs) yeah i I think that we're due for that and i think though that that whole madison square garden thing you know televised celebration i think would be a nice way for kiss to do it because kiss always said that they embraced television from the very earliest times of their career so why not go out with television helping them can well i used to think that that would be the way that they should go out and could go out but now the way things are i don't think they could do a performance in a couple years from now or a few years or whatever it is fit when it's 50 um i just don't i don't think it's going to be possible i think they're just going to have to either do something like a storyteller's thing if they want to do something like that, you know, uh, have a documentary, which we've always, we've been for a long time and maybe it's happening, but already. Um, but yeah, I agree with the box sets and that sort of stuff. Um, a huge 50th anniversary set has everything in it, you know, has all the albums, whether it's CD, it could be different types that you can buy all the videos, uh, you know, a, a good best concert video that they can find from each tour. If they can try to do that, uh, uh, you know, full length type concerts, um, yeah, just go, you know, make a big thing out of it. Um, sure. It's, it's going to be probably pretty darn expensive <laughs> because if they, but they can do it in segments, stuff. you know, periods they could First do it three yeah, records, they, could, you know? they could do it in pieces like you said yeah. um that's that's also a possibility but i don't see a, a show that i originally I, we've had shows on here where we talked about what they should how they should end it and i always said you know central park free show which is you know free like mm-hmm. <laughs> um but the charity maybe show but that's how i wanted it to end with uh, then all the guys, the members of the band, present and past, could 
perform and, and have a nice big blowout there, at, you know, in Central Park. But I don't see that happening anymore. I don't see that sort of thing. Maybe the, like I said, the storyteller thing, maybe acoustic, and they're all sit up there on stage and they're getting, they're talking about the past to maybe getting interviewed by some famous person that's a great rock interviewer and they talk about these certain things of kiss and then they play some songs attempt i guess to play some acoustically um things like that they i guess they could do i don't know daniel well uh, i kind of like the uh icons thing that they did on mtv a few years back uh, where they celebrated bands and in addition to that, I was so uh, disappointed when the other bands played tribute to Kiss, you know, you know back in 94 mm. when they released that piece of crap. Uh, and uh, also another letdown was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that absolute joke you yeah. have over there in America. So silly. Uh uh, but at least they were inducted, but it was such a letdown. So I would like them to do some sort of show, and since their playing abilities and singing abilities have diminished, I'd like to have other guys do it, doing the singing and playing. And as we all know, KISS has influenced so many bands through the years. Why not show them? This time around, bring Metallica, bring Megadeth, bring the bands that they couldn't bring on, you know, that waste of plastic that they released in 94 and uh, <laughs> do a big show where they pay homage to their heroes and have Good kiss idea. and have kiss it like they did on the icon show you have Paul, oh. Peter, Ace everybody from the band that are still alive and they sit there in their suits and yeah they don't have to sing they don't have to play their instrument they just have to listen to great uh, renditions of, of, of their songs and package, package the show somewhat like the Icon show. I, th I think that was pretty good. So something isn't like that. that. Isn't that like the, the Kennedy Center Honors or Lincoln? Yeah, the the Kennedy Center where they honored, like They did one for Led Zeppelin, right? Not that long yeah, ago. Yeah. And they're sitting up there in the balcony that and watching so other people perform their yeah, songs. Watching Robert Plant cry when uh, Ann Wilson was yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So if they can, yeah, if they do something like that, that'd be interesting. All right. So I guess I get to go last on this one. I think they should do a GoFundMe, like five million dollar GoFundMe, and we'll do. Something. Did you say fund or something else? Go GoFundMe. Oh. Campaign. <laughs> the Kiss five million dollar GoFundMe. If you pay us five million dollars, we'll do something for our fiftieth. You know. <laughs> what? It could happen. <laughs> so it's it's That's... all it's all my fault when that happens now. Um yeah, I, I I think the idea of doing Central Park or anything that actually involves a show uh in front of a, a big audience is out of the question. So I'd rather they just did a pay per view. Um do it in an intimate theatre, just with the closest friends and whatnot they're watching. Um, but then broadcast it, record it, rehearse it, uh, no makeup, just um, have everyone who's around and wants to participate go do a few songs, have Peter drum on a couple and sing a couple. I mean, he'd be 78 at that time, so 
you know, keep keep it nice and relaxed and just have each one of the members who are able and willing to participate pick two or three songs that they want the band to do. And then they all work together. So if Peter wants to sing and Eric drums, that's fine. If Bruce wants to play and Tommy sits and watches or plays, it doesn't matter. However, they all want to do it to make it work so that everyone picks three songs because then you know Bruce is definitely going to pick three songs from his era of the band. So Eric's going to be, mm-hmm. Eric Carr is going to be represented and who knows, maybe Mark St. John as well. So that's taken care of. Tommy's going to get to pick three songs from his era of the band. So that includes Hot in the Shade, Psycho Circus, Sonic Broom, and Monster. Eric Singer, Revenge, Sonic Boom, Monster. Um, that yeah. way, everyone and everything is represented, and Paul gets to pick the three songs that mean the most to him, and then Gene does as well. And if Ace is there, same thing applies. And then you just do whatever, however many songs that is, you know, what, six members, 18 songs? And fil- film it, release it, broadcast it, twenty nine ninety nine. Everyone gets to watch at the same time, or you know maybe it's even more. Who who knows? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, they get to fix things before it doesn't have to go out live as a pay per view either. They just do it, put it out there, and then release it. And that's your fiftieth. A little bit like Celebration Day in that way that it was a one off. That it was just all that focus put into that one thing. And that's all I'm talking mm-hmm. about in terms of similarities. Put all that focus into one thing. Forget about performing in front of 300,000 in Central Park. Because, I'm sorry, 300,000 aren't going to show up, even if it is free. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, that just cuts out too many of the fans from Japan and Scandinavia and Australia. Mm-hmm. And makes it far too exclusive. And while that's what it has become, that's not what it was. So just instead of having something that's exclusive for the one percenters of KISS fans, make it egalitarian in that everyone can drop the 29, 39, 49, whatever for the pay-per-view equally. And then, you know, maybe they can do a tie-in that if you pay the 49.99 for the pay-per-view, you get an album in the mail and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And And just keep it keep it fair and equal in all aspects for the fans for the band members who participate no makeup so there's none of that drama maybe have Mm -hmm. the icons hanging behind them because then that's represented or maybe mannequins with costumes if you looked at how good that set looked for mtv unplugged Unplugged. get whoever did that back to design for them because that was absolutely fantastic that was a, a great setting and then film it in what will be up to 8K by then, right, for a resolution. <laughs> uh, It'd be we'll, like real people. Gone from DVD to Blu-ray to death rays. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of how I, how I would envisage. But you know what's going to happen? It's going to be like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 50, oh, yeah. In it's year fun. 51, they will remember that they missed their 50th. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because this is Probably. this is Kiss. That's why I'm going to enjoy the end of the road as much as it is. Because if this is it, this is it. Then I don't care about the fiftieth. I will be hopeful, but I will have yeah. seen it and said goodbye and had my last kiss and been happy with it. So yeah. Well, like you said, Julian, you know the Wizard of Oz thing. For all those people that don't like the end of the road, whatever, and they think it's all 
you know, whatever, fake or what do you want to call it? You know, just just click your kiss boot heels together three times and go back to 77. <laughs> yeah, just just follow the end or of the road. May, maybe in a few years we can all go and see kiss again when they are holograms. The technology is yeah. not quite there yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's getting I, there. I don't, I don't it's care getting, if the so. technology ever is there. I'm not going yeah, to go. Yeah, I'll never go there. I'm not paying to watch you're a go, fucking you're hologram. Going, you're going, you're going. You I know, go. people will, people will say, go. well, you're paying to hear a tape recording. Why won't you pay to yeah. see a hologram? No, that, but, but just think of it in 20 years. The hologram tour. Sea kiss. Pick your tour. Revenge era. Uh, hotter than hell era. That would be interesting. But... Hosted by Marty McFly. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. No, I won't. We'll yes, be here. Won't be here in twenty years. Forget it. We'll have blown <laughs> ourselves up by then. So, all right. Let's leave that there. All right. For all of those, that's a diverse group of topics today. It seems that it's impossible to totally get away from the end of the road. I think one of our next album, our uh, next episodes, we're going to, we're going to do an album focus and just, we're going to, we're going to pick another album. We never did do part two on kiss, but I think we'll just keep going with the part ones and maybe do second uh, episodes on some of the others later. So uh, give some thoughts on an album that you want to talk about. It's March. I think it should be dressed to kill because that anniversary is coming. I agree. All right, so I guess that'll be our next episode. So if you've uh, stuck with us this long today, chime in on the board or on Facebook or on YouTube, wherever you listen to the show with your opinions and thoughts on the episode that we've broadcast today. Um, You may not agree with us. You may, and you may have some better ideas than ours, and we love reading them. So um, I guess for now, we thank you for listening. And from Ken, from Daniel, from Mark and myself, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.